Hey everybody, it's Mike with the uh, Bevo and Barman podcast. This is uh, Tour de France episode 5. A quick recap of stages 11, 12, or excuse me, uh, 10, 11, 12, and 13. And then a preview of stages uh, 14 and 15 for the weekend. Looks like Mike and I are going to come back do an episode Monday and potentially Saturday after the time trial to kind of wrap up this series of um, podcasts on the tour as the tour will be ending on Sunday. So enjoy. It's a quick uh, 37-minute episode, and uh, we'll see you again uh, next week. Je vous parle en direct de cette 17e étape du Tour de France. Le peloton, énorme machine de muscles et d'acier, vient de s'élancer. Welcome to the Barman and Bevo podcast episode. This is five of the Tour de France. I think I it's five. So. five. Tour de France five. Um, welcome, Mike. Good to see you. You too, Mike. Thanks it's for been a me whole over. whopping four days since we've seen each other. I know. <laughs> I'm actually getting kind of tired about talking about cycling. I want to talk about something <laughs> else, so uh, I can hold off till Monday, Thank which you. is fine. Sorry about the change in. No, uh, no worries. No worries. Change in. I, I was prepped either way. Um, well, let, let's let's delve right in. Um, so we had off day Monday. Um, we'll cover stages 10, 11, 12, and 13. Um, I kind of, I think I said this Sunday morning right towards we signed, when we signed off. Um, I thought it was just going to be Kittle the next two days. I, I said, no, I think I asked you. I was like, who's going to win the next two stages? Is it just going to be Kittle or is it, yes. you think it was going to, you said, ah, it's probably going to be another sprinter. He's just won a bunch of stages, but. Well, I thought Greipel, right. I thought Greipel would make it, especially after the rest day mm-hmm. and his team and he did do their very best, but they're to the point now with, with Kittle where Lotto Sadal really needs somebody pretty quick, maybe one of his second or third best lead out guys to infiltrate the break. And mm-hmm. make quick, and then no other teams. Sunweb can't help. Uh, Lotto can't help. Everybody has to rely on Quick Step to bring the break back. Right. And this is a great opportunity for those upper B type riders to go into the longer breaks because no one's going to work with Quick Step any longer, bringing back, bringing back the break just for a sprint. Because Kittle is Kittle's already proven that that he can out sprint everybody almost all the time. And so Dimension Data with Stephen Cummings needs to go in the break. Uh, DeGent needs to go in the break. Um, Somewhere Barguil needs to go in the break, even if it isn't a, a climbing stage. And they need, their sprinters need quick step to wear themselves out. My dogs are going nuts because it's about to rain. Um, so stage 10, I didn't, I, it's the first stage I didn't watch. I knew it was going to be a sprint stage. I caught the ending on Twitter at work, 
and I came home and I just watched the highlights. Right. But I went back and watched that sprint two or three times, and Kittle, what he did was pretty amazing. He destroyed it, and the with the rest day, I think he came back and he just had really good legs that yeah. day. Yeah. Um, you know, he barely won the stage against Bosenhagen. Yeah. Uh, the I believe not necessarily the day before the rest day, but the Friday maybe yeah. before the rest day, just barely beat Bosenhagen. And so no one had an idea that he was going to come out and kind of and kind of do that. And unfortunately, unfortunately for the other teams, they played into Quick Step's hand and really just kind of let let Kittle have free reign over over what he was going to do. Michael Matthews looked awful. Yeah, just awful. And he tried his hardest not to blame his team, but he was blaming his team in in all the. In any press afterwards, he was trying to blame anybody he possibly anybody he possibly could, which is a reason I don't have very much respect for him at all. But so back on, um, we took a quick break there. I had to pause it. Um, what amazed me was from how far back Kittle was, and he just put the hammer down and just he really crushed it. I was so impressed with that ride. Well, he had more watts than everybody else. Yeah, some other folks had. Had used their had used their stuff up, and they just the other. It's very similar to a poker hand, where you just think someone's on fire uh, when it, everything just kind of works out, and that's the that's the way it ends up. But then you know, two or three hands down the road, then everybody comes back to the norm and to the averages, and and that doesn't last forever. So, uh, Kittle wins stage ten, and in, in what. To, in my opinion, it's probably the sprint sprint uh, finish. Or the best Cavendish sprint. doesn't have that. No. Um, the, Greipel occasionally can pull that out, but he uses his team much more than even Kittle does. Sagan hasn't had anything quite like that. Well, in maybe the in some of the points checkpoints, he's the, up against lesser talent. Right when he's at the Tour of California or when he's at smaller races, sometimes he can do that kind of stuff. And but usually for Sagan, it involves. A, a sharp turn yeah. or some sort of Something bike handling, some some sort of bike handling maneuver that he has to that he has to actually do um, beforehand, which allows him to maintain speed that other riders aren't necessarily doing. And and as we know from from this tour, you know Richie Port's being a little baby about why that descent was included in the tour, even though the <laughs> director sportif clearly stated they practiced it four times. I don't know what Richie is thinking besides "woe is me," but. It it, it it was it was very impressive, very very it's, very impressive. It's very similar to what we were talking about before we started recording about the U.S. soccer team. Oh. You play to win <laughs> the game. Yes. You don't fuck around and put out a bunch of pansies and then almost lose to Martinique. Well, I guess we got to know. You have to know that descent <clears throat> forwards and backwards. Well, yes. For, well, I mean, they did. They worked on it. They knew it. The Bovato said, you know, they, they did it four times. When, when your director sportif is beside the team bus saying we did that descent four times. And he wasn't making any excuses and wasn't – but, I mean, it, it is what it is. And that's – it seems to be that the racing uh, is cleaner. 
Uh, the athletes seem to be more... It seems like there's only one guy doping and not half the field. Well, the, <laughs> the team leaders are the team leaders, and they're at, at a percentage above the B, the B, the B plus riders or the A-minus riders, and they're a step above the, the C riders. So things seem to have normalized over the last two or three years. Some of it might be the way that the ASO is doing... is is forming the Tour de France because they're actually using the course to, to benefit French riders. Yes. They're trying their best to... Well, that's evident. Yes. I mean, how many stages have they won? Five? Four? Yes. Five? I mean... And so, and good on the French riders because the French riders have stepped up and actually allowed ASO the opportunity to kind of focus on them. And honestly, Damari won a stage. Um, so they have sprinters, they have climbers. It's been everywhere. It's been all... I mean... It's been very it, impressive. It's it seems like a whole different type of French rider. It's not like you know the hatred I have for Thomas Vokler because of his antics. I actually enjoy watching these guys ride because there's I don't know if it's a level of enjoyment or I, I don't know to what me, it is. Okay, so maybe because they haven't pissed me off about something yet. So the best way for me to explain Thomas Vokler is Stephen Smith Senior. Stephen Smith Sr., once he once he got into the NFL and made some money, made huge improvements in his physical ability. I'm not 100% sure why. I would have to think because if you looked at his college pictures and you look at his, at his pictures today, his jawline's a lot different. His brow line's a lot different. There's a lot of stuff going on there. Thomas Volkler, the exact same thing. Wins the stage of the Tour de France and just gets lucky. Wins the stage of Tour de France. His body shape changes. The uh, the way his the way his lower body interacts with his upper body is really 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 conducive to to using outside substances to allow your body to do that. That's not as you age, you naturally aren't able to do to you aren't able to one if you didn't have that form in the beginning, it would be very difficult to get to that form. Not that it doesn't necessarily happen, but. <clears throat> I, I see them both exactly the same. They get into a place where they have some resources available to them. They have people who are willing to help them because they have the resources or they have the, the – the, well, maybe I'll get a lot more people involved in this if I can show these, these people how to do it. And it's very, very, very similar to me. Brian Conley. And there's probably only five people that listen to this podcast that are going to understand a word about that. Brian Conley. <laughs> Called me on Sunday afternoon after I posted the the podcast. That was a good podcast. Yes, he he listened to it. He must have caught it. He was going somewhere. He caught it in the car. He was actually coming up here to play hockey. Um, he, he li- yeah, he listened to it and he called me. He goes, he goes, Barman's Barman's theory on on Froome is spot on. <laughs> he goes, I've never heard anyone like describe exactly what went wrong, why it went wrong. And how how he could link it to doping, and it's it totally makes sense to me. <laughs> and he's like, he goes, he goes, and the fact that he has the balls to say that is awesome too. Uh, but he was he was impressed with that. So um, let's talk about uh, let's move on to stage eleven real quick. Well, ditto. Vanilla, I mean, it was a, it was vanilla a of a stage as a stage could be. <laughs> again, again, Michael Matthews totally blows. His chance, you know, he's really he really wants to win the green jersey and with Sagan out, that was his opportunity, and he's really not making the most of it. And it's it's unfortunate. What's the team's fault? Uh, <laughs> well Bargill doesn't seem to have any problems nope. with the team. 
So it's a, uh, it, you know, he really, you know, Bosenhagen again uh, did his best. And just like the NFL or Major League Baseball or the NBA or the men's national team, you don't know when injuries are going to occur. You don't know when yellow cards or yeah. uh, suspensions yeah. are are going to occur. So you don't know – you don't necessarily know when your time to shine is going to be, but you have to be prepared. Look at Tom Brady. I mean – I mean, Drew Bledsoe was a great quarterback. He was in his prime. <laughs> Tom Brady was prepared. He did his work. He did his homework, and he was ready to get on that. Uh, he was ready to get on that field, and you know, uh, five Super Bowls later. Yeah, Drew Prescott, same exact Dak thing. Prescott. Dak Prescott. Yeah, Drew. <laughs> uh, same kind of thing. You know, prepared. Uh, Prepared for the job that he was that he's given, and and yeah, maybe they simplified the offense a little bit for him. They probably ran some of the plays that he was used to in 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 college, but that's what works for him. But they, you know, as the year went on, the offense got a, they added a little yes. bit. They they, they as he got more, more comfortable. Yes. And they said, oh, this guy's able to, you know, this guy's pretty smart. He's able to retain all this stuff. You know, he's picking up all the stuff we're giving him. Let's give him more. Unlike a quarterback somewhere in the Carolinas. Yes. If you ever want to have fun, South Carolina doesn't have a football team. <laughs> if, you, if you ever want to have fun, oh, you're gonna you piss gotta off see my sister Gruden, if she listens to this. You gotta see, you gotta see Gruden's football camp with, with Cam. Oh Gruden. my god, it is amazing. And I mean, the guy's got tons of athletic talent that that nobody on the planet has, and he's he's welcome to do whatever he wants with it. You know, if he wants to wear hats like that and and, <laughs> and look like a Dion Keyshawn medley. You know, that's totally up to him. Did you see the story about Keyshawn Johnson this week? Well, I saw it. I was flipping through somewhere and I saw Deion Sanders was actually taking his son through Florida State, showing him around campus. Oh, Keyshawn kept his son out of... No, he pulled him out. He pulled him out of Nebraska football yeah. for not for not trying hard enough. No, he got caught with weed. Oh. But he pulled him out. He said... Man... All right, we'll you, talk. We'll talk about it on Monday. I yeah. wrote it down. Yeah, it just popped in my head while you. I did. I didn't see that. I thought it was more effort. In, he wasn't on the right path. I think is 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 more Clearly. about what it was. And I don't think it was just. It was. I don't it think was it a was combination just, of things. Yeah. I don't think it's just an arrest. And he played he for like the. He, was, he played for Mike Riley. So Mike Riley's the coach there. I think it was Mike Riley. Mike Riley at USC when he was there. He was the offensive coordinator or something at Tampa Bay. No, at USC. Jets. At USC. Oh, at USC. Yeah, he played for him at USC, and now he's the Pete head. Carroll? It must have been. No. Maybe like the last year Pete It Carroll. might have been, um, who was the old guy before Pete Carroll? Bigger guy. Oh. I can't remember his name. Um, I'll look it up. I'll look it up after right. sure. He was there, he was at USC forever before Pete I don't Carroll. think Keyshawn played there when that. I, he wasn't there with Keyshawn. He wasn't there with I'm, uh, all USC kind of blends together. Was Pete Carroll wasn't the coach there when I was in college? That's when Ke- Keyshawn's like my age. Is I forget how. So he's forty now. I think he's older than that. He's forty two or forty three. He was drafted to the Jets my sophomore year of college. Ninety six. That would have been ninety six. The ninety six draft. Ninety six would have been his rookie year. Interesting. I guess that. Well, that Pete Carroll, New England. Pete Carroll would have been with the Jets at that point. No, he would have. That would have been. He got fired. Uh, well, this is like he got fired. Talking about football. he got fired from New England in ninety seven ish. Okay. Um, 
So we got, uh, I completely forgot the 12 was a hilly stage. Oops. No, it was hilly. Oh, yesterday's stage? Yeah, I mean, yeah, it was yeah. long. It was, it was and, long, and it was long, really long. to set up today's stage. Which so was they short. Could, so they could have something short to play around with something that yeah. the, the tour hasn't necessarily done. The Volta originally started doing it because it works a little bit better with Spanish riders. Right. Uh, the Giro played with it, and they've had some success with it. And so they're they're seeing if they can't liven up some of the racing. So 12, there was a few different categories. If I go back and look at my notes, I'm sure I can pull up what was on there. But it was it was one of those stages where it was somewhat disappointing in that you really didn't have to watch until the last... It was almost like a sprinter stage. Right. You didn't really have to watch to the last 15 minutes. Right. Because the breakaways got pulled in. Then the yellow jersey group was the final group on the climb. And then you start losing Quintana. You start losing Contador. And right. then you've got this fucking wall. These guys got to climb. Man, you're cussing tonight. Uh, you've got to climb. Come on, Preston listens to this. Oh, effing wall. <laughs> um or maybe we just take his picture. But then, like, it was cool to see the camera angle from behind the riders. Yes. They showed it for, like, maybe, like, 10 seconds. Right. But that climb was insane. Yes. Um, <clears throat> and then for it to, you know, you see um, uh, Aru makes a move. Uh, well, it was, made a it, move. Was, it was mano a mano. It and was, then um, when they, Bardet when, makes a move. And then it was those three. And then they all started kind of cracking. Yes. And they put a little time into Froome. And then you see Froome lose the yellow jersey, which is... Was odd. Of, I don't think Aru had any idea that that he was actually going to take yellow. When they... It was it was a very interesting mountain stage because they don't... You, if they do a mountaintop finish, it doesn't usually have a lull like it did... Where they almost get to the top, people start cracking, then it flattens out for a little while, and then and then they went into that very, very, very steep area. And that's even different than something that they do in Spain. Right. Usually if it's in Spain, it's gradual, 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 steeper, steeper, steeper. There's no let off in, 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 mm-hmm. bet- in, in, between, in between it. So it was really interesting to see. And it was really... It was really each man for themselves. Yes. And honestly, that's what they were trying to do because they're trying to break up Team Sky so they can't do the old school. Well, I think he had one. train like, oh, he has five riders left and why even attack? I think he had one rider with him going Like Alanda. Yeah, going into that last climb and then he cracked. Right. But he's somehow, well, not somehow, I think he's sitting like third. He was almost uh, in the, he, if he had won the stage today, I think he was gonna be in the yellow jersey from well, what I remember seeing. Well you're you're kinda combining you're kinda combining stages now. So so yes, Landa was in the top ten. Right. Um he did move up uh partly because of like Falsang yes. um was out and that. So he moved up spots and time. Uh, a little bit of time. So he was about four minutes, I believe, off when he started this morning. Sky played a great game where they put Landon. They put two different in, riders up in the two different groups. Well, they, and then Kwiatkowski came yeah. back to. Yeah. So we're combining both two stages into one right now. Okay. My fault. No, it's right. Um. So Fabio Aru ends up in the yellow jersey. Yellow jersey after yesterday's stage. Correct. Um. 
Roman Bardet wins the stage. Correct. Uh, another so another Frenchman wins. The, the the strongest guy of the day won the race. Yes, and he looked great. Yes. Um. So we go into today's stage shorter. I want to say it was like hundred k. Yeah, it was 62, 62 or 64, miles. 64 miles, maybe. Uh, it looked like it was three or four climbs um, in, in long and then, in and, long then a and then a descent and, into the finish. Yes. Um, between leaving work and getting home, all I caught was a sprint finish. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> so it was, if I remember correctly, you had Quintana, you had uh, Contador, you had Bargui or yes. Bargill. Uh, and maybe one other rider in there. I'm not. Landa. La okay, Landa from Landa. from Sky. Yes. Um, and Contador was in the lead, and you have a turn. Almost a 180. Yeah, and uh, Barguil takes the wide, pulls the old cold trickle, <laughs> takes it wide, goes goes low on him. Well, he had the fast. And he, he was and he was carrying more momentum into the turn. Through the turn. Um, and he ends up winning the stage, and he's in the polka dot jersey already. Yes, he was there to defend his polka dot lead. He just happened to win the stage, which is good because he almost won the stage with Bardet, um, where he almost soloed in. Uh, and then, so it, it was. It was good to see. It's also it was Bastille Day today. Yes. Um, so so kind of like a U.S. A U.S. rider winning something on the Fourth of July. That's a huge, huge, huge. huge it hasn't happened since oh six or oh five. I think oh five. They called it today, but <clears throat> the last time Phil Ridley was right about something <laughs> was, was was well before oh five when he decided what underwear <laughs> he was putting on this morning. Um. um and then, so Contador and Quintana get some time back on Froome, but I don't think it's enough at this point. But it was good to see them come out and have they a strong day. They consolidated their, their top ten. Um, the person who kind of missed out today that didn't have a very good day was George Bennett. Yes. Uh, he one cracked, of my I remember fantasy. seeing him crack. He, he went back to the next group behind, but he's still 11th, and he's only about a minute out. But he's a young guy, right? Well, actually, he swapped spots, and Contador actually went into the top ten. George Bennett ended up... Uh, dropping out. He's yes, he is rather young. I believe he's. He's. I don't think he's eligible. He's not eligible for the young rider jersey. But I but he's like twenty three or twenty four. Okay. No, twenty. The young rider jersey is twenty five and younger. Gotcha. And so I believe he's probably just twenty six or twenty seven years old. Um, the other big story was Fuglesang riding with whatever he's got wrong in his hand. He's well, got he has some a sort fractured of scaphoid. Yeah, and then he, he's got spots. something wrong in his. Is elbow or wrist? As well, well, they know they're trying to reduce the movement of his sure. wrist by carrying it up, and they say he might he might have chipped his elbow, um, and might so he was doing his best to try to get through today's stage, and unfortunately, it didn't work he, out. Yeah, right. he ended up he looked in rough shape when I, the couple times I saw him on TV, he looked yes like he was really well. It's really hard to sleep. Oh. It's really hard to sleep like that. It's really hard to to you really just have you you really have to. There's nothing wrong with dropping out when you have when that happens. So Barguil wins the stage. He's in the polka dots. Um, Aru stays in the yellow jersey. Yep, correct. Um, but his team takes a, a, a big loss with with Fuglesang dropping out. So it's going to be tough for him. Or I mean, you tell me, is it going to be tough for him to, to win this now? Or no, not not I mean, tough he to can win. Use, he can use Team Sky as as his lead out for up the, no, the hills. No, Team or? Sky. Well, what he can use is. Is Sky has a problem now because Landa is stronger than Froome. Yes. 
today. Yes. And so, so what ends up happening is when you have two possibilities for a victory, you can play that card one more time and try to send Landa up the road. I don't think Aru can let Landa go anywhere else any longer. So therefore, Froome is losing his ability to send send one of his teammates up as a decoy to try to help him later in the stage. So Sky could actually make where Aru is much further ahead of Landa than he is Froome. Um, so there is a possibility that 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 Sky may decide to try to win with Landa instead of Froome. Um. And that plays into Aru's hands, but there is still a time trial the day before the final yes. uh, finish in 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 Paris, and that will be a very 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 interesting. With the small gaps that are occurring now, it looks like there will be at least three riders under a minute from one another going into that last time trial. Do you think that Sky is burning up their riders? They they burn their riders already. And then losing Garrett Thomas. Well, no, I mean, that definitely hurts. But like, I'm watching the stage yesterday. If I, I think it was yesterday, because I, you're right, I'm confusing both stages. Kwiatkowski looked just. I didn't think he was going to finish the stage, and he was only like three miles from the end. Right. I mean, he pulled up, and he was like, he was pedaling, and he wasn't going nowhere. Well, he probably gets paid close to a million euros a year. Sure. And that's what he's. That's no. What he's, I'm not saying that's hey. He's paid to do. That's not what he's. But. You've, you've got to think about, this is how I'm thinking. You've got to think, okay, there's one, two, there's legitimately probably like six more important stages. Right. Six stages where they could win or lose the tour. Or it could determine what they've got to, what Froome or whoever has to do in the time trial to win the race. I think everybody right now is happy to go to the time trial in the position that they're in. And it, you think it's going to be seconds between the, the three of them? It will be within 10 or 15 seconds, probably, awesome. by the time. By that's the time that's amazing. And that's what the tour was looking for. Unfortunately for Brodet, that's that's unfortunate. He's going to have to try to win more time. But I don't think he is necessarily disappointed with where he's at currently. Right. I don't think Bardet necessarily time trials that much worse than Aru. Right. I don't think Froome is going as well as Froome used to either. So Froome's, everyone knows Froome's time trial. They're probably not going to let him wear those arrow skin suits that they let him wear. In, in, <laughs> he said that already. <laughs> in the first one, they're probably not going to allow it to wear. Or everybody's going to have the same stuff going on within their skin suits. So it'll be interesting to see. It'll be interesting to see see what happens. And 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 just like just like today's stage, where it's really. Similar to how I called the the uh, the U.S. soccer team, it's really like Rocky and Apollo in in two, where they're just beating the hell out of each other. They're just doing their best and and giving it when they ha- when they feel good they go, mm-hmm. and when they try to survive, they survive. And that's really that's really how cycling has come back to a to to a sport that that people who enjoy sport should be enjoying this Tour de France. The, the only thing, in my opinion, that has hurt this Tour de France, and there's no way you can control it because it seems like every three or four years it's like this, is the amount of guys that have wrecked that can play a key part in the race. Um, you know, I remember like four or five years ago, it, it, Contador went down a bunch of times. Uh, it would have been that was when he had Christian Vandeveld's last tour. Was like, <laughs> that was Conchalera. No. 
Contador, Contador went down because he had a motor in his bike. That's why that bike went disappearing before the finish. Oh my god. You guys surprised. I'm no, because there was rumors that Cancellara was where riding around with one for the longest time. Sometimes, um, but like that was if I well, Christian Vandeveld went down in almost every tour he was in, but he crashed out of the race. Yes. Um, there was like four or five favorites that crashed out of the race in the first weekend. It was it was. And it seems like this is kind of setting up the same way. You got poured out, you know, uh, Valverde who plays an important part with Movistar and. The way Quintana's looked up until today, Valverde probably couldn't maybe had a shot at a, a top five finish for them. True. Um, yeah, Valverde was going. But well. if but, Valverde's in the but, race still, maybe Quintana's doing a little bit better. So this is my response to that. And anytime in sports, in sports, we talk about this on the track quite a bit because some of our races are rather where you can actually hurt quite a few people is 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 you need you need you need to you need to survive you need to make sure that you don't do anything that could possibly hurt yourself or another rider and and this is what I coach when I when I talk about cycling it's called self-preservation and so so <clears throat> when you put everybody on these tricky descents you, if you want to finish the tour in the best possible place, you can't take silly risks and yes. risk other riders. You need to pay attention. You need to be on your game. You might not – when these stages, you don't have a lot of teammates. You don't have a lot of team information. You don't – they were attacking each other all descent today. And it was great to see. And so – It was self-preservation for the front group. For the front group. And yeah. so – and so – Sometimes the best defense is actually an offense, and I believe I truly believe that if you dumb down if you dumb down roads or you choose not to take roads because you think that they they could be unsafe, you're actually doing a disservice to your race. Um, you know, on the flip side, you know the the promoter needs to be to be straight with how technically difficult this is. Yes. Um, you know, they put out a route map. Months in advance, directors and team management knows these roads. They have time to look at these roads in the fall before they get any snow or get any any. They aren't dangerous yet, and so everybody ha- is everybody gets everyone's on the same playing field. So, for Richie Port to complain about one single descent because he had one bad turn. That's on him. He has to. He he needs to realize that it's better, and that's actually what creates safety for everybody. We'll we, never make that mistake again. No, probably not. Because he's in a wheelchair. He well, he has a broken pelvis. Yeah, you know it's it's hard to get on the trainer when you have a a, a, a fractured pelvis. Yes. Um, all right. Well, let's do. We were at thirty minutes. Let's do a quick. We'll do stage fourteen. It's fifteen because. Yeah, That's we'll tomorrow and Sunday. And then we're doing rest and then we're day. Doing, we'll do another episode Monday on the rest day with yep. with the standard Beef on Barman podcast. Yes. Okay, so 14 is uh, Blagnac to Rodet, uh, 181K. It looks like it's a gradual uphill uh, ride, um, but there's two category three climbs, and then it is downhill to the finish. Um, I don't see this as being too terribly exciting. It'll be... Either uh, 
a group will go out ahead and win this or it's going to be a sprinter stage. Right. Probably not a sprinter stage. Probably more of a of a, of a one group will finally make it. Yes. So this would probably be a good a good opportunity for a breakaway to, to really kind of establish itself. Kittle's won enough stages. Yeah. Greipel's not, not going to do – Lotto's not going to do any work for Greipel. Is this Web's a stage for Michael any, Matthews maybe? No. Well, only if he infiltrates a break. But Michael Matthews' issue is if he does infiltrate an 8 or 10-person break, no one works with him. Yeah, no one works because he can out-sprint him. Yeah. And so he he really has to have the right group to get into in order to win a stage that way. Um, so you th- what do you think? Sprint Sprinter? You don't think it's a sprinter stage? You no, think I it's, think it's a four-man break. Okay. Uh, establishes pretty French, early. French guy wins it? <laughs> Possibly. You never know. You think one of the Americans you know, will sneak in there? Wani group get, well, there's only three. Where's Talansky been? I haven't seen him since he wore the, the wood jersey. Did he have the polka dot? No. Talansky did. Nate Brown and Taylor Finney traded oh, it off. Oh, I haven't seen Talansky. Is he still so, in the race? I thought he was. I haven't seen him. I've seen him zero times. I think he has. How a, about Rigoberto Iran having one heck of a race? Amazing. Um... The new face of Colombian cycling. <laughs> well, he's gotten top. He's been twice, uh, twice second in the Giro. He's like Jonathan Vader says. He is very, very, very famous in in Colombia. It's like traveling with a rock star, and so he's just because people don't necessarily always know what he's uh, um, who he is doesn't necessarily mean that he's not famous. No, who he reminds me of? Who's the gol- the golfer on the senior tour? With the cigar all the time, the Argentinian, yeah, <laughs> the, the duck, no, uh, the Spaniard or the he's, Sp- duck? he's, he's Hispanic. Uh, I he, I know he plays for Ping. He, 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 has he the reminds me of a the, younger version yes. of him. Yes, I agree. There are some. There are definitely some some of those kind of. Uh, uh, he has some attributes that that yes, he could be a good CIA agent. Um, all right, so Sunday we've got stage 15. Um, Lesak Severak to. Oh, hold on. Lesak Severak Leglise. I wonder if anyone in France has ever heard our podcast. We had, I can't even get people in America to listen to this thing. <laughs> we should. It should be exported. <laughs> <laughs> I will. I'll export it from my iPad to my or, computer. Or, or de- <laughs> deported. Um, so, to Lapai. What are we doing? Stage 16? Stage 15. Lapai and Vela. Vela? Vela. No, that's stage 16. Oh, two, two. Sorry. Stage 16 starts there. Yes, sir. Sorry. Um, 189K. Starts with a Category 1 climb, then a 3. Rolling hills, then another cat one, downhill, a cat four, and then a downhill finish. Let's take a look. That's probably going to be a breakaway or a climber stage. Pretty long. Yes. I can't see the sprinters lining up to win that one. No, you know, Kittle's already won the stages that he... I think he'll win one or two more. Mm, He might win in the end. He might win... Grapple kind of wins that one, so... It'll be. It's another opportunity for breakaway guys to kind of make this work. Teams aren't going to work. You know, uh, Van Avermaet. Uh, this is probably a Van Avermaet kind of stage. 
Um, and if Van Avermaet goes, then that means DeGent will go. It means Gobert will go. Um, so, be some good riders. Yeah. It'll be some groups that Michael Matthews might try for this one. <laughs> and and honestly, Van Avermaet and Gilbert would actually work with Michael Matthews. They that would be that they would they would be fine. They would be fine doing that. Um, okay, so we'll uh, we'll wrap this up now. We'll be back on um, Monday evening. We'll do it. We'll do our two episodes then. We'll do a Tour de France preview yep. for the last week of the tour. Yep. Um, we'll do our standard. Sports episode that we haven't done in three weeks, I think. It has been a while. Um, I mean, I was thinking to myself today, man, I'm getting tired of talking about cycling, even though I, uh, we're in the thick of it. Um, this is my favorite time of year. It is I my, get up every I love morning. It, I love I get, it too. I've only missed one stage, and it was a sprinter stage. It is pretty it? amazing how demoralizing is how demoralizing that Monday after the tour finishes is. Yeah, like what the fuck like, am I going to do for the next month? Very <laughs> <laughs> um, so let's um, – we'll be back Monday. Um, we'll talk tour. We'll do a, a quick 20-minute episode because we only have two stages to cover. Yeah. And we'll preview four. Um, do we want to do Friday after the time trial or – is the race over on Sunday or Saturday? It's over on Sunday. So Saturday is the time trial. Saturday is the time trial. So, um, I leave for Michigan Saturday night. Oh, good. So we'll do, we'll do an episode so, Friday – and then maybe no, I'll... do an episode after the time trial on Saturday. Okay, we'll probably know the winners, and maybe we'll fudge a Sunday. Uh, uh, oh yeah, and then we could do it. I might have to. <laughs> I'll just record in. some drops. <laughs> 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 no, I'll, I can Skype with you from the road. Yeah, we can do. It. We can do it. Well, I'll be. Um, I'm picking up the girls uh, in Grand Rapids uh, from the airport on Sunday at noon. Your daughters? My daughters. My oh. girls. I didn't know oh. if you had a girlfriend or what was going on. You know better than that. <laughs> I didn't see any status <laughs> updates on Facebook. <laughs> uh, all right, so uh, we'll be back Monday. We'll do a double up. We'll do two episodes. We'll we'll post them separately for those that like our normal stuff and one yeah. for the tour. And then um, we'll do one again towards the end of the week to kind of wrap up the tour. Yeah, do Saturday afternoon before Perfect. I leave. Okay, so we'll uh, we'll see you Monday. Thanks for listening. And uh, where's the song? It is right there. All right. Just a good old boy, never meaning no harm. Beats all you never saw, been in trouble with the law since the day they was born. Straightening the curves, yeah. flattening the hills. Someday the mountain might get up, but the law never will. Making their way. The only way they know how Let's go